Welcome to C3Bell Belconnen. We hope you enjoy our latest Sunday message. Welcome everyone, it's Easter Sunday. It sure is. He is risen. He is risen indeed. <laughs> Come right, on, the, one more time, one more time, ready? Oh, okay. Okay, ready, everyone? He My, is risen. He is risen indeed. I, I wanted were, to start that time. Yeah, I feel like you were too Yeah, quick. that's anyway. the the, uh, the good Baptist girl uh, in my <laughs> wife. Hey, Resurrection Sunday. What an exciting time just to be Absolutely. sharing together. And uh, we've got a really special time planned for you, uh, church. And yeah. wherever you're tuning into this, we're going to have an opportunity to... Uh, share communion. Yeah, we are. And I'm so excited about that. I know you will have done that for Good Friday as a family, but today as a family, as C3 Belconnen, we're going to share communion together. So gather around your children. They're going to love today's service as well. Yeah, so make sure you're prepped and uh, ready for that. And we wanted to just start off reading some scripture that Mm. paints the picture of this incredible day that we are remembering together. Uh, Matthew picks it up uh, in chapter 28 of his gospel. It says, early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. Mm -hmm. Suddenly, I love that. Suddenly there was a great earthquake for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone and sat on it. (laughs) That's a a power move if there ever was one. His face shone like lightning and his clothing was as white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him and they fell into a dead faint. Then the angel spoke to the women, don't be afraid. He said, I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Just as he said would happen, come and see where his body was lying. And now quickly go and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. That's great. And I'm going to pick up in John 20, uh, verse 19. That Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. Suddenly, another suddenly, suddenly, Jesus was standing among them. He said, peace be with you. And as he spoke, he showed them the wounds in his side and in his hands. They were filled with joy and then they saw the Lord. And again, he said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Then he breathed on them and he said, receive the Holy Spirit. That is so cool. I love the fact that Jesus comes to bring peace, comes to bring freedom and bring life. You know, Romans 5 tells us the the big picture of this story Mm. that when we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we've been made right, in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. And that's what we celebrate together. It says we can now rejoice. What a cool thought. We can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends with God. That's such a brilliant statement. I love that so much. Uh, You know, ultimately today we celebrate victory, don't we? Yep, come on. 
Jesus' total and complete victory on the cross. You know, He won victory over sin and death and yep. ultimately He set us free. And yeah. uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 54 has this incredible quote. And it says this, Then when our dying bodies have been transformed into bodies that will never die, this scripture will be fulfilled. <laughs> death is swallowed up in victory. Yep. Oh, death, where uh-huh. is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? <laughs> for, the sin, for sin is the sting that results in death, and the law gives sin its power. But thank God, He gives us victory yep. over sin and death exactly. through our Lord Jesus uh-huh. Christ. You know, the bottom line, hey, is that as followers of Jesus, we walk in victory. Absolutely. And it's not victory to come. It's actually victory that was achieved on the cross by Jesus, which is incredible. And we get to worship and sing together today and declare that victory over our lives, which I am super excited about. Yeah, there's nothing quite like victory to make you want to sing and shout and dance. And so there's a a declaration of victory over our lives. And we're going to take some time to just worship together now and to celebrate what it means that we have this victory and this freedom in Jesus. So what we wanted to do now is just take some time to really explore this idea of freedom and to talk about what that really means, that Jesus Christ has won our freedom, that he has invited us into this big idea of freedom. And I think it's often one of the most misunderstood thoughts, this idea of freedom. Um, And I can remember a moment of freedom as a child and it was my big escape You've heard this one, I've heard right? This story. In fact, I'm pretty sure the whole church has heard. But let's tell it again because it's a good one. It's well, good some one. there's some new people. You'll you'll love this. <laughs> um, my mother loves telling this story. She does love and telling. And so it. I I had this you know massive escape. Months in the planning involving an accomplice. Um, I took provisions uh, for both of us. You know, I had a friend with me. Set off resolutely, uh, but completely caved and gave in when I could see dinner being prepared. Yeah from the treehouse uh, in my to. backyard that I'd actually run away to. Yes. I had dragged the cat with me yeah, up into had. the treehouse uh, and ah. I even brought a tin of food for the cat. Yeah. We were ready for the long haul. Um, we but then I kind of quickly realised that there was no point to that freedom. Yeah. You, you were one of those kids though, babe. Was I? Yeah, oh, yes. Your what mum does that tells mean? me all the time. Do we need well, to there, there unpack that right now? There are other stories that go, go along with this where your mum would be in the change rooms at the shops and you would deliber- deliberately wait right. until she was fully undressed yeah. and then you would run under the change room and disappear. And disappear through. Yeah. You, uh, you yeah. Were, yeah. I, I blame you for some of our children's okay. well, escapades. Anyway, yeah. Now that we've got that so out there. we're talking about freedom. So, Here's the yes. thing, like, that, that seems like freedom and right. although those are kids right. stories we behave like that right oh, as if sorry. as if freedom is just about the ability to do whatever we want <laughs> um but that's actually i'd like to say directionless freedom right it's freedom without any point or without yep. any purpose you know uh we, we want our kids to grow up free mm. and understanding what that means yeah. but that actually doesn't mean letting them do whatever they want no um, you see ultimately if we if we think that's freedom yeah. If freedom is me being able to do whatever I want, my freedom is going to get in the way of your freedom. Right. If I right. can just do whatever I want, anytime, anywhere, anyhow, right. then you can't be gonna free because yeah. I'm going to get in your way. Yeah, it's true. It's really true. So the idea is that there's there's actually a point and a purpose mm. uh, to this idea of freedom. And freedom is a multi-layered thing. Yeah. 
it's it's a it's a trickier concept than we would often give it credit for we might think freedom is just the absence of restrictions or something yeah right but then that would mean some of the most lawless scary places Mm. on earth we would we would have to say are the freest places on earth and you wouldn't feel like that Mm. if you were living there in fact so often the fight for freedom is taking places taking place in those areas where there is no uh, law and and ultimately there is no freedom. Uh, And so the Bible tells us in Galatians chapter 5, it it unpacks all sorts of ideas about freedom and it actually doesn't let us take it as a really simple thing. Mm. It it forces us to think about the the concept that we are not just free from some things, but we're also free to some things. You know, that's the passage with the fruit of the Spirit, right? Yeah. So freedom's active in our lives. It looks like. Do you remember the fruit of the spirit? Yes. On the spot. Right now. Yes. yes. Go. Come on. Love, peace, kindness, joy, gentleness. I'm Patience, self-control. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Yeah. I said it all, didn't I? Yeah. Great. Totes. I've just got the kids' church song running in my head. The yeah. fruit of the spirit's Love not. Coconuts, Coconuts, I think they start with. Um, Anyway, this is what Galatians 5 verse 1 actually says about freedom. It says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free, which is a strange thought. It's a hard sentence. That hurts my head. It's for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Wow. That's the NIV. Here's what it says in the New Living and then the Passion Translation. So Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure you stay free (laughs) and don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. That's challenging. Yeah. That's really challenging. Isn't it? Like we've been set free. And I feel like it's talking about a two-stage freedom. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That I get out of something, Something. but then I'm not called out into directionless freedom. Yeah, right. I'm called into freedom with a purpose. That's powerful. So it's for freedom that Christ has set us free. So Jesus has got you out of something if you're a follower of his, but he actually wants to get you into Into something. something. Totally. Into a new way of living. Totally. And that's the whole Bible really is about that. It's about God, Christ, setting us free, but not leaving us there. Not kind of going, all right, we've ticked that box, but it's actually taking us on a journey, on a mission which is powerful, babe. That's yeah. great. Love it, that. In the Passion, it actually says it like this. It says, let me be clear. Mm. The anointed one has set us free. Not partially, right. but completely and wonderfully free. Mm-hmm. We must always cherish this truth and stubbornly refuse to go back into the bondage of our past. Wow. Wow. Isn't that a cool that thought? stubbornly re- refuse thing, it kind of indicates we actually have choice and decision in this, doesn't it? Yeah. Stubbornly refuse. Yeah, stubbornly refuse to go back into the bondage. You see, the big danger is that I can start to use my freedom just for myself. Uh I can think that that freedom is just the absence of any restrictions and I'm free to do... And I feel good, right? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. I'm free to do whatever I want. Right. So here's, here's another strange thought, another powerful question for you. Is a goldfish free if you take it out of its bowl? Well, no, because no. it's dead. Because it, yes. it was actually shaped and designed. So freedom oh, no. is it's powerful, <laughs> yeah, right? I'm good at this. Yeah, yeah. So, so freedom <laughs> is actually not just removing anything right. that right. might be a boundary or, yeah. or a structure in yeah. our world. It's not just freedom from, it's right. freedom to. Because were you truly free 
in the cubby house with Max the cat. Yeah, was and I? And a tin of tuna. Or, or had I actually just Probably limited not. my world to this awkward, right. uncomfortable little space with yeah. an angry cat and yeah, a tin? And no that, dinner. See, I, I took the tin. I Did wasn't smart enough tin? to take the can opener. Oh. I got I got hungry enough in that half hour to consider eating the the tin of cat food, not right. the cat. Half but hour. The, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was it was like pointless freedom. <laughs> totally. Don't go back pointless. into pointless freedom. Right. Come on. Because ultimately, what happens is we become slaves again yep. to our own idea of freedom. Yeah. Great. And Very ultimately, good. this is this is it. really what sin is. We we keep yep. thinking that what Jesus came to set us free from the the wages of sin, which is death. This mm-hmm. way of living that is all about ourselves. Yeah. Yep. That is a more bound up way of living than you could possibly imagine. And, and if I had to put it really pointedly, I would say this to each and every one of us. You're actually Enjoy. more bound up than you know, but you can be more free than you could possibly imagine. Yeah. Each and every one of us living for ourselves is more bound up than we could possibly know, mm. but we can actually be set more free than we could ever imagine. You know, sin is actually what enslaves us. It, yep. it, it controls, it dominates, it dictates our actions. It becomes a pattern and a way of living, yeah. right, just for ourselves. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And it creeps in. It always goes back to self, always goes yeah. back to self. And, and Christ-like is actually the opposite to that. It's actually understanding that we live for a greater cause, we live for other people and for Christ himself, which is... A wild thought, really. Yeah, and Romans 6 says mm. pretty much what you just said so oh, powerfully. That's great. Uh, it says, don't you realise that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? Yeah, wow. You can be a slave right. to sin, Come which on. leads to death, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. Thank God, once you were slaves of sin, but now you wholeheartedly obey His teaching, and, and we, this teaching that you've been given, and so now you are free from your slavery to sin. Right. And here's a, here's a crazy thought. And now you become slaves to righteous living. You've actually committed and put yourself under a higher authority right. that is righteous living. Right, which is freedom. Yeah. Right there. Crazy thought. That's a crazy thought. That, uh, that actually the ultimate freedom is to make the right sort of choice yeah. about what we put under, put ourselves under and yeah. how that we are going to live and frame up our lives. Wow, babe. That's really I mean, it's really what Jesus did. He said freedom's not arbitrary. It, freedom's a relationship. Mm. Mm. That's what Jesus called us into. A growing relationship, actually. He said, I'll set you free and you'll be free indeed, right? Yeah. Who the Son sets free uh, is mm-hmm. free indeed. How, how does it like, tell me about, I guess, that thought. That's pretty powerful. That is a huge thought. And it's, I think it's something that we need to grapple with, actually. And, you know, we're a few weeks into this whole crisis thing. Yeah. But as you're speaking, babe, and it, it's funny because, you know, you've asked me to lead in a time of communion here. Mm. And and as you as I was writing my notes this morning and, and, and really pondering this, what kept coming back to me was going back to the words of Christ. Yeah. That over this time that we enter into a time of reflection, we actually have to build this time around the words of Christ. Yeah. And there's power in the words of Christ. There's power in who Incredible. he is and the relationship like you said so beautifully there that we have with him and I think you know we have a choice to make and Mm. as you've been speaking babe I've actually felt the conviction on my own life of of moving out of choosing or allowing the heaviness of the situation that we're in right now to dictate how I'm reacting yeah right you know I'll try not to get emotional
emotional here, but I actually feel really convicted because I think yeah. it's really easy to allow the heaviness of the scenario we're in to dictate our behaviour. And, um, you know, I think in the last couple of weeks or last month or however long it's been, I feel like the world has gotten noisier. Yeah, right. Yeah. The, the busyness all around us. It's, it's well, escalated. It has. It's like the busyness has gone from a a kind of jumping in in the car and out of the car and getting from one place to another to a noise that's actually really hard to tune out. Yeah. And I think in this scenario, what I what I really felt for our church and for as we take communion, I'm actually going to ask you just for a second to turn off every phone. Mm. turn off not the computer obviously but turn off all the phones <laughs> all to the turn things yeah. to just turn off the noise That's for a second right? because and exactly because if you're anything like me my phone has been like this and it flashes up a news feed or a text message yeah. or a and I'm not hearing those things, but it's a noise in my mind and in my heart. And it's time for us as the body of Christ to take some time to take a big breath, to reflect and to turn the noise off just for a little while. Because the word tells us that Jesus is actually and God is waiting for us. They're anticipating this time of communion. In fact, I really believe that the word of God is like a medicine. And you can choose whether you actually take that medicine and swallow it and allow it to penetrate, allow it to absorb into yeah. your body. Or if you leave those, you know, we're, we, we're a big health family and so we, we take some supplements, right? Now, if I just took the supplements, put them on the shelf and left them there, they would do nothing for us, yeah. right? Now, they a supplement, it. though, that I take every morning, it, it becomes part of me and it, it's yeah. absorbed and it does what it's so meant true. to do. And this is a time where we can take the word of God like a medicine and actually kind of take it and allow it to um, be absorbed into our bodies. The power of the word of God is beyond anything Mm. that you can imagine. And I really encourage you today as we're celebrating Easter, take some time to read over the words of Christ. Take some time to read over John, you know, 13, 14, 15, 16 before he goes to the cross because there's so much comfort and encouragement in those in those passages. And Jesus even says in those passages, he says I've lo- to his disciples, I've longed, I've longed to, to share be with this you. time yeah, Absolutely. With you, we're going to we're gonna read that in yeah. just a second. And so he was wanting intimate time he did. with I've his followers. I've anticipated this time. Yeah. In John 14, he says things like, don't let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. He says things like, truly, truly, I say to you, who whoever believes in me, that's you and I, will always also do the works that you and I do, that, that Jesus did. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. He is going to send us a helper. He sends us his helper. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you. But the helper, the Holy Spirit is coming and he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said. And right now I'm believing that the Holy Spirit is going to bring to your remembrance all the promises, all the the comfort, all the reassurances that can only come from God. And so... Let's get ready to take communion together. And so you might be uh, with uh, your family at home, even if you're on your own. The cool thing is we're we're actually doing this together as the church, as the body of Christ. So we're doing this uh, around our city, perhaps even around the world and sharing a really intimate 
moment yeah. together as we prepare. And so maybe you're going to grab uh, some bread and some grape juice if you've had that prepared or yeah. a little bit of biscuits or other things that you might be able Doesn't to take. Doesn't matter, really. Yeah. Representing Jesus' yeah. body broken for yeah. us and his blood shed for us. Yeah, and we see in Luke 22, and I'm just going to read this out as you prepare to take communion today. When the hour had come, he reclined at the tables and the apostles with him. And he said to them, I have earnestly (laughs) desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. I believe that even now as you take the bread and the juice in your hands, that there is a heartfelt cry coming from heaven that says, I have earnestly desired this time. I've earnestly desired this time of reflection, this time of turning off the phones, turning off the noise. I've earnestly desired to sit down with you. And for I tell you, I will not eat until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took a cup and when he had given thanks, he said this, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you that from now on I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took the bread and he said, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and he gave it to them saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, the cup after they had eaten saying, this is the cup that is poured out for you in this new covenant in my blood. I, I love those words because they feel so familiar. And I pray that as we remember, as we allow his spirit to speak to us, as we allow the helper that he promised us to guide us as a family, could I encourage you to take your children, to hold their hands, to look into your word so that it will bring you comfort right now if you're on your own in your home, that this will be where you find your comfort. But as you take communion over this time, I feel the presence of God on this moment for you and for all of our church. So right now we're going to take communion together. We take the cup and the bread. Remember this is, this is Jesus body broken for us and his blood shed for us. And he said, do this in remembrance of me. So just in your own time, take the elements and uh, we'll reflect and pray together in just a moment's time. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father God, those words are so familiar to us. Father, I thank you that you don't change. That right now, Father God, we do remember. Even now, Father, as we finish this time together, I I thank you that this week we will take the time to turn off the noise and to kneel at your feet. Father, this Resurrection Sunday, this celebration the joy in our hearts will be as great across all our homes as it would have been if we were gathering in the same room. The celebration of our hearts lifted to a God that never changes, to a God that wants a relationship with us. And so, Father, right now, I thank you that no matter where people are at, 
they will find you, Father God. And Lord, I thank you for those who perhaps have never had a relationship with you, never known the love of a father, the acceptance of a father that earnestly desires a relationship with you. I pray for them right now that they would experience the presence of God that cannot be denied, that no matter where they've been or what they've done or how they feel, you want a relationship with them. And I thank you, Father God, you speak to them in their lounge rooms, in their kitchens, wherever they may be. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So we've talked a whole lot today about freedom and about what that means in our lives. And Melissa's even shared about this ultimate freedom that we have in Jesus Christ. And that's not a freedom that happens to us. It's an invitation by Jesus into that relationship that ultimately sets us free. That He wants us to stop living for ourselves and instead begin to live for Him. And that's where real freedom lies. And uh, look, we don't know where everybody is at listening to this. We know there's a lot of people who know what it means to be a follower of Jesus. But it's Easter and this is a time when so many people, uh, especially with what's going on in the world, are, are looking for something more and are asking big yeah. questions. And yeah. that might be you today. It might be right where you are at, wanting to know. You might be looking at your surroundings and feeling like the world has got small and actually being wanting to know what real freedom yeah. is. Yeah. And so we want to just pray for you right now. We want to give you an opportunity to take a step into real freedom. And if you want to do that today, if you want to know what it means to be forgiven and to be set free, then I'm going to lead you in a prayer in just a moment's time. And there's this thought that I want to read to you from uh, a quote, actually, from uh, an, an atheist, someone who didn't believe in God. And, and it's this idea that ultimately there is no freedom without forgiveness. And back in about 1988, in a moment of surprising candor on television, uh, a lady by the name of Marganita Lasky, one of Britain's leading novelists and atheists, just blurted out in an interview, what I envy most about you Christians is your forgiveness. She said, as someone who didn't believe in God, she said, I have nobody to forgive me. I want to tell you today that there is somebody who can forgive you, no matter what your past Come looks on, like, no matter where you feel like you're at, no matter whether you, you have hope for the future or not, what you need is to be set free. And that comes through the forgiveness that Jesus Christ offers. We're celebrating His death on the cross and His resurrection into glory today. And what that means for you is that He took on your sins and He made you right with God because He took your place He took your place so that you could take His as perfect and right before God. I just want to finish up with a a final thought Mm. about this idea of freedom for us to maybe live out into this coming week. Brilliant. uh, Because it feels like in some ways the walls are closing in a little bit, but but let's be mindful of how we're responding to others. That passage in Galatians 5, it goes on to say that our freedom does affect others. It says in verse 13, Beloved ones, God has called us to live a life of freedom in the Holy Spirit. But don't view this freedom as an opportunity to set up a base of operations in the natural realm. Don't just keep living the way you always used to live. Freedom means that we become so completely free of self-indulgence that we actually become servants of one another, expressing love in all that we do. And I guess I want to put out a challenge there. How can we express love this week? 
How can we find a way to show that we have been set free? And instead of just feeling, you know, kind of weighed down ourselves, you'll yeah. feel more free when you find an opportunity to reach into Amen. somebody else's world, to yeah. serve them and to bless them. You're going to have to get creative because yeah. that's the season that we are in, but it is so possible. We can do it though, right? Yeah. Totally. And here's a, here's a quote from a, a guy, incredible theologian, John Stott, that sort of carries on this thought, and it's back to the fish theme that we started off with earlier. It says, if fish were made for water, what are human beings made for? The biblical answer surely is that if a fish was made for water, human beings were made for love. Yeah, wow. For loving God and loving our neighbour. Love is the element in which humans find their distinctive humanness. This brings us to a startling human paradox. This is where it gets super deep, so stay with me. Let me state it simply like this. True freedom is freedom to be my true self as God made me and meant me to be. But God made me for loving and loving is giving, (laughs) self-giving. Therefore, in order to be myself, I have to deny myself and give myself in love for God and for others. That's wow. deep, right? That's so I have deep. to deny myself and give myself Come in love on. for God and for others. In order to be free, I have to serve. In order to live, I have to die to my own self-centeredness. In order to find myself, I have to lose myself in loving. Wow. What an incredible thought that is. Talk about a, a challenge and a challenge. high call for the week ahead. Let's yeah. find a way to we lose ourselves yeah. in serving and in loving others. Yeah. And that's actually going to be you experiencing the ultimate freedom. Yeah, exactly. Wonderful. Incredible. What a brilliant time. Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, celebrating the resurrection of our Lord. Absolutely. He is risen. He is risen indeed. God bless you, church. We love you. Have a wonderful Easter. We'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to our Sunday message. If you would like to find out more about our church, visit www.c3belconnen.org.au.